General Baptist Women's Ministries has been in existence since 1911. Women's Ministries was founded and continues to be a support ministry for missions globally and nationally. The ministry exists to assist women's groups in the denomination to fulfill the Great Commission. Missions is a vehicle by which this can be achieved. Our desire is that people all over the world come to know Jesus as their Savior. We partner with the denomination to assist in particular global and national missions. We believe, as General Baptists do, that we're better together. Well, I'm Vicki Smith, and I'm president of General Baptist Women's Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this podcast, We Can. In the following episodes, you'll be hearing from women all over the denomination as they share ways that they're serving in their local church and community to inspire and empower women to find their full God potential. On this episode of the podcast, I'm super excited to share a conversation with Chris Pratt. Chris currently serves as administrative assistant, office manager, do whatever needs to be done, runs the place, and I have said many times, I could not do what I do without her, and if she even hints that she's going to leave, I will hunt her down. So, saying all that, good morning, Chris. Welcome to this podcast. Good morning, Vicki. Glad to be here. Good. I'm glad. You didn't have much of a choice, did you? No, I really didn't. You're the boss. <laughs> Chris, can we start for just a few minutes by telling our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Well, I am currently just, I'm married to Jim Pratt. Which, I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, our listeners are probably <laughs> saying, oh my, okay, no, just teasing. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. <laughs> we have one daughter who is Katie. She is married to Justin Benefield, who's a pastor in our denomination here in Popper Bluff. Um, they have two amazing little boys who I like to call my grandsons, um, and another one on the way any day now. Yes, so, so we're, we're, on, we're on baby watch. Yes. <laughs> so in the office, we're trying to get as many things done so that she can take some time off for grandma duties. Yes. So <laughs> how long have you been involved in women's ministries, Chris? Well, I've been, curr- I've been here in this um, position for seven years. Okay. It'll be shortly. Um, but I also have a history of being with women's ministries in different churches that we served in. Yes, Jim has pastored over the years, and so Chris, serving as pastor's wife, has been involved in that. The first time I met Chris, actually, she and Jim brought a team to Faith Home in Honduras. And so they have been involved in missions for quite some time and, and continue yeah. to host teams from OCU as well as their church at Oakland City. So. Yes. Um, I know Chris has a heart for missions. Women's Ministries has been going through a transition in the past four years um, with a new director or now president. We changed the title of that. I have a hard time saying that. Um, there has been some some changes. So what are some of the positives that you've seen as a result of that transition? Um, I've seen a renewed interest in women's ministries. There's a desire for more groups to join. Um, they're being instructed more. They know what's happening, and we're focused more on missions, um, reaching the gospel to other people, to other countries, and which is very important. As it is the heart of mm-hmm. women's ministries. One of the things that I've strived to do in this transition, of course, missions was always at the heart of the ministry. But there were some other things that had gotten in the way over the years. And so 
we've tried to bring that focus back. However, when you think of the term women's ministries, that encompasses so much. And our theme or mission statement for women's ministries is to inspire and empower women to find their God potential. And so I personally think that that inspiration is what is so important. That has to come first. So just off the top of your head, can you think of ways that in the last three or four years you've seen more inspiration come out of women's ministries? Oh, boy. Um, I've seen more ladies have a desire to serve. And it's not just serving overseas. It's serving within their own communities, within their churches, even their families. Right. Um, There's a new focus on first becoming closer to God Mm -hmm. for yourself and then working along with that to reach others. Because you can't reach others if you're not where you belong. Exactly. One of the things that... um, And and in a subsequent episode of We Can, we will be focusing on that Bible study, women's events, reaching out in the community, and hopefully you can join us for all of the episodes because I think in each one you're going to, first of all, hear women share their heart about a particular area, but then secondly, you're going to receive some really good suggestions how you can carry that through. I know, and we'll, we'll talk about this in just a moment, but I know the new group that you have started at New Home Church, um, you have been doing Bible study with the ladies. How, how do you feel that that has benefited? Um, it's really opened us up to where we are more able to share about ourselves. There's been some very good discussion, um, and there's been the chance to just bind the group together. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is people have shared some needs, that we've kept there with the group, and then we're able to pray for that person. We're able to um, encourage them throughout the week, throughout the month, and even times where we've had during the service had people come up to me and say, hey, will you just come pray with me? Mm-hmm. And that that's important because we're binding, we're building that relationship first right. so exactly. we can trust each other. Mm-hmm. When we've talked about women's ministries, I know at the beginning it was to support global missions. Mm-hmm. It still is. Then, in a few years later, when national missions came on the scene, yes, national missions is important. I get asked the question a lot, well, we have so many needs in our community, and we we feel like that we should be meeting those needs. And so we've tried to encourage groups over the last four or five years, which it was always an encouragement. But yes, the Great Commission tells us to go into the whole world, whether it be next door next state, across the ocean, wherever. And so it's really important that those women understand in our groups that we do want you to do that. We're not saying that all the money needs to be sent to global missions. So I I think that's been a great thing, seeing that open up. Yes. Um, I know right now that you're involved in a women's ministry group at New Home Church. It is our newest group, I think, to be formed so what can you tell us a little bit? I, I know you've talked a little bit about that, but share some of the things that the women have been doing, the things that you've encouraged them to do, the ideas that they've come up with on their own. Well, um, since we've restarted the group, we've decided that we didn't want it to just be focused on international. We wanted to accommodate all areas. So we looked at, uh, first, we wanted to focus on our community, on our church, 
and then globally. Um, so the first projects that we've kind of done is we did a coat drive for our homeless in Popper Bluff, and there are several, and the needy. Um, we've done hygiene packs. We've done a toy drive. So we've really reached our community with these different things, and they've been very well accepted. Mm -hmm. But then we did a, for our church, we decided a deep cleaning day. We have wow. People, yeah. <laughs> it, do you go other places? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if we can do that, but um, it definitely was a workout day. We were very sore the next day, but it was something that we could see that we accomplished. Uh -huh. And the people in the church really appreciated it. And I think by doing that, we kind of, we bind it together again. Mm -hmm. It kind of helps your group to do something that's active together. And um, it just really showed that we do have a desire for our community right. and our church too. So those were the things. And as far as global, now we're looking at, we're collecting coupons for Kathy Brantley. Mm -hmm. She has requested that. And that's such an easy thing to oh, do. Yes. We, our group was like, yes, of course we can do that. Uh -huh. That's not a big deal. Um, so we're collecting those, and then we're also working on layette sets mm -hmm. for Faith Home. Um, Teresa Walls there has requested that they need layette sets. So right. that's something that we brought up the last meeting, and we are kind of trying to gather that stuff together. We're going to have mm -hmm. a packing day. And actually one of our members um, is going on a trip to Faith Home. Oh, wow. I think her trip's in November. Mm -hmm. So we're packing these up, and we're going to send them with her. Right, so I think right. that'll That'll be something special. One of the things that we've seen, and I, and I have tried to encourage this as director, president, um, is that each group has its own personality. Mm -hmm. And we don't want any cookie-cutter groups. I don't think you can tell, particularly women, anything that they have to do it this way <laughs> because they're going to step out on their own and yes. they're going to give it their own little twist. So as Chris was sharing about the group at New Home, they have their own personality. This is what the direction that they feel that they need to go into mm -hmm. right now. We have other groups that focus totally on global missions. Yes. Um, Faith Home, Honduras, um, the Philippines. That That's where God is directing them. So I want to say to our listeners that that's okay. God gives you a passion for different things, and you need to act on that passion. Right. Um Talking a little bit about the group at New Home, we had region events, uh, two of them, on April the 30th, and the group from New Home came to St. Louis, which was where I was, and when it was over, and this has been the exciting thing about our region events, to have the women look at it, not necessarily this is what it is, but this is what it can become in the future. So as the New Home ladies got ready to leave, they stopped me at the door and they said, can we do something like this at our church? We'll host the next region event. And I said, oh, okay, well, <laughs> we will talk about that. And so Chris mentioned yesterday, her pastor is also her son-in-law. So that's interesting, I think, how that works. <laughs> yes, that, that can be interesting. <laughs> so anyway, she said, Justin would like to come in and visit with you about some of these possibilities. So I said, great. So again, it's it's having a vision. And so who knows where this is going to end up for the women right. at New Home. So it's 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 a exciting things to be a part of. It is. Well, I guess we'll get down now to the bottom line here. <laughs> Funding for women's ministries. And I, it's something that I I struggle with, I guess, in ministry. I also struggle with this personally because we know if 
there was no limit to the amount of money that we had. My goodness, we could do all kinds of things. And I've always said, if I had a lot of money, I would be generous. I would be very generous. (laughs) Maybe I'm trying to make a deal with God there. If you'll bless me financially, which he has already, but so let's let's talk a little bit about the funding for women's ministries. And Chris handles our money. Um, she is our bookkeeper, and so mm-hmm. she knows every penny that comes in and know who's know who it comes from. How how is women's ministries funded? Well, we are funded completely by our our groups. Mm-hmm. Um, money that comes in through Love Gift is what we actually use on a daily basis mm-hmm. to cover our bills, to cover our salaries, but also to just reach out. There are times when uh, missionaries will call in and say, hey, this is a dire need. We mm-hmm. have to have this money now. We don't have time fundraising that. So we're able to take some of the money that comes in for our love gift and use it to go out into those areas. Mm-hmm. I always use the example during the pandemic when um, the Philippines, GBBC, had to shut down. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of their teachers, did, they did not have computers to right. work from at home. So they were calling, asking for donations for computers. Well, Women's Ministries was able to, because we had that money in there, in our account, to cover a couple computers. And, um, you know, it was, it was a great mm-hmm. opportunity for us to mm-hmm. be able to help somebody. Um, we also had the issue with... When the ministers in the other countries, ministers aren't paid if mm-hmm. they don't receive a tithe offering. So because churches were closed, they were going hungry. We were able to donate money to be able to feed our pastors. Mm-hmm. And so those are great things that we can do with the extra money that comes in through the love gift. Right. I'm going to just state this. I'm going to have you say it because sometimes we assume that people know things and they don't. But do we receive any money from Unified Giving? Nothing. We are completely self-funded. Right. And um, God has blessed this ministry for since 1911, I guess you could say. Um, I personally know for a fact, were it not for women's ministries, we would not have global missions. Right now... Women's Ministries is the number one financial supporter to global missions. And when you think about that, that's pretty overwhelming. Um, When Mark Powell, the president or vice president of global missions, was sharing that with me, I said, okay, but you mean, and he goes, no, I mean what I just said. You are number one. And so when he showed me the list, I thought, oh, my goodness, people need to know they need to know this. We have cut administrative costs. We have we have tried to be as frugal and as sensible as we can be. Yes. God is blessing the ministry. One of the things that when I became president, I wanted to have the women understand is that we need to give out. If you don't give out, you won't be blessed. Yes. A church that is mission-minded is a church that's going to grow. And so I, I have been thrilled in the last four years, we have been working on um, a contingency plan, something that we can say, okay, this is the way we're going to do it every year. Yes. 
Yes. Last year, over 75% of all the monies received in went directly out to missions. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. We started from 60%. I think that's when I thought, okay, we need to start tracking this and see. Our goal for 2022 is that 80% of all monies that come in go directly to missions. That will become the contingency plan. So to put it kind of in basic terms, that means every penny, every dollar that comes in, 20% will be kept for administrative costs. 80% of it will go into our fund that we call Love Gift. We've talked about changing that terminology, but it will always be Love Gift. If it's been Love Gift for 100 years, you're probably not going to change it. And really, what better way to describe it? It is a gift of love that you're giving. So I want to impress upon people how important it is to give. Yes. So important to give. Share a little bit about the groups that aren't giving or are giving. You don't have to be specific about amounts or anything, but um, what, what are different ways that you can give through your groups? My. Um, De- I, I know that some groups were under the understanding that we, we only wanted a one-time gift. Oh. And so what, what works the best for women's ministries? For us, um, yes, at one time they were under the understanding that it was paid at the end of the year. Well, it was nice getting all those nice size checks in. Mm-hmm. However, throughout the year we have to somehow pay the bills, <laughs> just like you do at your home. So we have gone to a lot of the groups send in monthly. There are some who will do quarterly, and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for the most part, monthly donations are our best bet because they help us stay afloat longer. Right. So, um, and these groups are, they're great. Sometimes they just take an offering up every, you know, every session or whenever they meet. There's other groups that do special things. We had one group send in Oh, about $1,800 I received the other day for um, flowers. Mm-hmm. That's, the church does every year. They do flowers for the altar um, for Mother's Day, and so they collect. People will donate mm-hmm. money for that. Um, they do the same thing for Father's Day. So it works out. You know, those are things that it's amazing how much money can come in over something that right. we're just going to give you $20 as a memory, mm-hmm. in memory of my mother or my grandmother and so forth. Right. So those are kind of neat. And um, then you have some groups that do big fundraisers throughout the year. Um, they may do, one group makes pie crust. Mm-hmm. And that's usually around um, Thanksgiving or Christmas. So those are really good for them. I think another group cleans the church. And I, the church I was going to say, we have a church. We had a church for years. Mm-hmm. They cleaned the church and the church paid women's ministries to clean. And so yes. whatever they were paid went into their love gift. Right. Um, I, I said, you know, and I've said this from the beginning, I, I don't want the focus to totally be on fundraising. Right. And I know as I've been out visiting with groups and in churches, some of our younger women particularly, and where I sit, most women women now are younger than I am, um, they have said, well, we, we just we got so tired of the fundraising. They were constantly wanting us to sell something yes. or be part of something. So I I want the message to be out there to our groups that, if you inspire and if you instill in people 
and I'm, I'm not just saying women, I'm saying women's ministries are the cheerleaders in our churches. Yes. And uh, I had one group one time say, well, we wouldn't have women's ministries if it wasn't for the men. And I said, really? And they said, yes, because the men have the checkbooks. <laughs> and so for dinners, for fundraisers, you know, the men yes. show up and they, they appreciate what the women are doing. And the men have a love for missions as well. Um, we used to have men in missions. We no longer mm-hmm. have that ministry, but we used to. Yes. So don't necessarily focus so much on the fundraising. Focus more on the inspiration of it. Right. Um, David Kelly, who was director of Faith Home for, for years, Sid and I had the privilege of working with David and Martha on the field. And I remember one time David saying, I can show a picture of one of the kids at Faith Home and people will literally sign over the deed to their house <laughs> because they see that face and they're touched by the story that they hear. So the inspiration is important. So, yes, women's ministries does need funding. We could not exist without the funding. But I think I have seen over the past four or five years, and I've seen this happen with our, our board because we are a board-run organization, mm-hmm. ministry, I've seen the pressure kind of taken off the board members and and taken off of me where if you if you allow it you get so caught up in checking the money every month that we were I was it's checking it weekly and I thought God will provide he will honor mm-hmm. the ministry if you are doing what God is asking you to do. Yes. So we have seen that um, across the boards. Mm-hmm. And so to those of you that do support us financially, we appreciate that. Yes. We also shifted four years ago to a banner cause type situation. Mm-hmm. You want to share a little bit about the banner cause, what the thinking was in that? Well, by determining one country, one field, um, we're able to focus more on that. We're able to encourage women to give to those things. Um, for instance, this year's India, and so all money's coming in this year, whether it's through um, the offerings that come in at Summit or Inside Out. We have the um, World Day, World of, Day prayer. of Prayer. Um, Zenith Brewster Christmas Brewster. offering. Yes, mm-hmm. I forgot. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, any of those, those all come through, and they all are applied to our banner cause. And so, therefore, we can really bless one area a lot better than just separating it and giving a, a few thousand here and there. Right. And the thinking in that, or, or when I thought of it and I thought, let's try this and see if it works, we're able to focus more. We're really allowing the women and the churches to get to know completely yes. about a ministry. And so mm-hmm. several things that come out through the year in Boundless, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, in The Messenger, um, at Summit, we will be focusing on India to let people know the different ways that they can support yes. India, as well as receiving a Summit offering that will go toward that. But it, it's kind of, we've been able, I think, to inspire people more yes. because they feel like that they've really gotten to know more about mm-hmm. the ministry. Now, that doesn't mean that every penny that comes in this year will go to India because we have right. what's called designated money. You want to talk just a little bit about sure. that? Um, when you send in designated money, that money has to go directly to whoever you claim are designating it to. So if you say, I want $500 sent to Faith Home Honduras, that's where it has to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and all of that money will go directly to that designation. That money is pretty much, you know, 
it's always good to have, but sometimes it'll come in, and if it's for something that isn't even happening, we, we can't do anything with the money. We have to save it. So at one time, we were collecting money for prenatal vitamins mm-hmm. for Faith Home, and that was wonderful. We got a lot of a lot of money came through, and it was a great blessing for them. But after so many vitamins, you have to stop. Right. <laughs> so I believe we still have some money sitting there. Yes, we do. Designated I think about nine hundred dollars actually. Yes. yes. So when there's a need again, we'll have money for it. Mm-hmm. But until then, we just have to hold on to it. Yeah. So that's why it's a little iffy when you do designate. Right. But. We've tried to be cautious, and and definitely, if there is a need. We advertise yes. it in various venues and let people know and so that the money will be available because emergencies yes. happen and you can't plan that. Um, one of the big projects we did this past year was our rice distribution, and we were able to kind of promote that last year at Summit. We had the youth at Summit uh, help to bag up rice packs. I won't go into great detail about that, but because of the funding that came in, we were able to pay the cost of a semi truck to drive it to El Paso, Texas. We were able to pay the cost for storage unit to store the rice, and then it made it available to Pedro and Alida so that they could take the rice on into Juarez mm-hmm. and distribute it to the churches there. And so it was, a, it was definitely designated money, but it was one of those things that as much money came in, we could spend every penny of it yes. and go ahead and get it sent out. Right. So um, that's that's been great. All right. Well, we've covered a lot of bases as far as funding. Um, I appreciate Chris so much for what she does. Um, we we have a good partnership. If if we don't, just keep me in la la land. <laughs> oh yes, we definitely do. I but <laughs> we we have an open relationship, and we have we're good friends, and we're able to share as friends and in cooperation. I just serve as a flex time president, which means I'm not in the office every day, every week, five no. days a week. I do work from home, and I do a fair amount of travel. So it's been great having Chris in the office. So I want our listeners to know that she is in the office five yes. days a week, I unless, of course, she's on vacation or has taken time off. How can women get involved in women's ministries? Well, if your church currently does not have a group, I suggest that you go ahead and develop one, even if it's just two people in the group that still starts it. Um, I think that's a big part. You can also just, you can donate on your own if you want Mm -hmm. to. You can come to our regional events, which are pretty amazing. Those are our first year this year, and it's turned out quite well. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also take part in Inside Out which is an annual event we have. This year it is in September, Mm -hmm. the end of September. Um, It's a great way to bind with some other women, to just find out what their groups are doing. And so you can take it back to your group or a way to start a group. We've had several people over the last years just come by themselves and decide we're going to develop our own group Mm -hmm. now. Um, So that works out well. Um, One of the things that has been, it has helped to fund the ministry, and it had kind of gone by the wayside, and we kind of beefed it back up and started saying, okay, we're going to do this. To start a group, it's a very simple procedure. You just call the office, or you can email either Chris or myself. The dues are $50. With that dues, you get a resource pack. 
All we ask from you is that you give us the name of your group. Many sure. times it's just the name of the church. Right. Um, who is a contact person for that group? Because we want to keep you up on what's going on in women's ministries. There right. are no requirements for meetings. No. We want every group to have its own personality to do what works for you. We have one group right now that they were having such terrible response to meeting monthly. And so they went to just meeting quarterly. And their quarterly meeting is just some sort of an event. And then they have a steering committee of two or three women that meet monthly. And they just formulate the plan. And the rest of the women say, sounds great. What do we need to do to help? So that's been a great blessing. Mm -hmm. So how can they get in touch with us if they want to have any information at all? (laughs) Well, they can easily call the headquarters building. And the number is? 573-785-7746. And just ask to speak to Chris. And I will gladly give you all the information you need. You can also email us. Uh, my email is chris, K-R-I-S dot Pratt, P-R-A-T-T, at generalbaptist.com. Or and Vic- mine is Vicki, V-I-C-K-I dot Smith at generalbaptist.com. That's probably the easiest way that you yes. can get in touch with us. And either Chris or myself will get back with you and give you the the information that you need. We try to follow up as quickly as we can. We also have Boundless, Mm -hmm. which comes out weekly. Um, It is just an information email. We try to share any needs that are on the website, or we share on the website any needs that we have out there. We advertise Inside Out. We advertise our region events. This next week in Boundless, you will be able to see all the episodes of the podcast that are going to come out. They're going to launch. And... um, So we've been real, real excited about that. In subsequent podcasts, some of the things that we've talked about, um, we'll be talking about Inside Out. We'll be talking about women's events. We're going to be talking about Bible study. We're going to be talking about community outreach. We're going to be talking about what the life of a female missionary looks like. We do have, we have Robin Lowry. We have Christina Massey. Um, we are going to be interviewing Robin Lowry, and she's going to share some insight of what it's like to be there as a single woman and as a grandma leaving a grandchild back in the United States. So you can sign up for Boundless by going to the General Baptist website. At the very bottom of the page, you're going to see a emblem that's an email em- emblem. Click on that, and you can sign up for Boundless there, or there's other things that you can sign up for, I believe, like international... GB News and things like that. So that's the easiest way to sign up. All right, great. And as always, if you hit a glitch, just call Chris. Call, call <laughs> me Chris anytime. usually I'm directs <laughs> you wherever you need to be. So, well, Chris, I want to thank you for doing this. Um, she was nervous, and I said, no, we, just like you and I are sitting in my office visiting, <laughs> however... Some things we visit about, we will not share on podcast. That's probably best. Because we're wise, we're moms, and we're grandmas, yes, both so. of us. So <laughs> so thank you again, and thank you for what you do. Oh. I, I can't thank you enough and how what a blessing it is to be involved in ministry and have someone to work with who has the same heart as you do and easy to work with. So oh. I appreciate you so well, much. Thank you. Well, on the next episode of We Can, I will be having a conversation with Lisa Vaught. We will be talking about the importance of women's events. 
Lisa is our host for this next year for Inside Out. So she's going to share a little bit about that. But Lisa also has a real heart for gathering women together and worshiping them together. So be sure and join us for that next week. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you'll be using. We'd also appreciate if you'd leave us a review. That helps us know how we're doing, helps other people find us. So thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to visiting with you on the next episode of We Can't.